Welcome back, podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the 9 to 5 to Rich audio blog. I am back. I am a couple of weeks past due on this episode, so uh, forgive me for that. I'm still trying to figure out my schedule with this uh, podcasting thing. Um, just been super busy trying to get my inventory up, trying to get the business up um, so, you know, so I can make money. That's pretty much uh, pretty much what it was. And um, any opportunity that I, any minute that I have, I try to maximize it by, um, by putting it into the business. Uh, so I'm still trying to figure out that schedule with the, uh, the podcasting thing on what day I'm going to do it on and so on and so forth, which is part of the reason why I did not want to, um, my original idea was I was going to start this podcast uh, and run it like a business because that's what a lot of people do. That's something you can do as well you can you know your business could be your podcast but i knew that that would be a struggle for me you know trying to you know monetize um you know trying to start off monetizing a podcast uh because you know my life is is nowhere near um nowhere near predictable um you know it's, it's just it's i just can't just it, i just knew it wasn't me so that comes down to the self-awareness which i talked about before you know know yourself know um you know know yourself and, and know kind of you know go with your gut if you think something's if you think you're not going to do something a certain way you know don't don't go off with that uh that business venture you know so you know it is what it is but um i'm glad to be back on I had to fire up the podcast i got a lot of stuff um a lot of stuff that's been happening since the last time we recorded which i won't go into everything um today i'll just break it up um, into other podcasts uh, simply because, you know, like I said, a couple weeks past due, you know, so I'm back though. Um, you know, it's it's just been crazy, you know, this uh, this entrepreneurship thing. It's, it's just been, um, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just been crazy. And one of the things that um, you have to anticipate are the ups and the downs. I mean, literally, like, you know, half the day you can be, you know, high off your own supply, you know, like, oh, this thing's going great, you know, or you have this idea or this dream or, or, uh, you know, have this thing in your head on how certain things are going to play out. And then the other half of the day, you find out that it will not play out that way. And then you experience a low, you know, for the rest of the half of the day. Uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't actually last that long, half of a day, but sometimes it can, you know, um, and I had a few of those days, you know, where I had something where I thought was, was, uh, you know, was perfect or I thought was a home run or, you know, I thought would, um, you know, generate a certain amount of money. And, um, because I don't know everything, you know, it doesn't always uh, plan out that way, you know, so, um, had had quite a few of those days, which I might even get into on this podcast. So this, uh, I'm just gonna get straight into it. This uh, this segment right here is pretty much about the business results for um, the month of September, and I actually have to clear something up because um, I have to clear something up with the business results of August. Uh, let me go ahead and pull that up real quick. All right, so getting that pulled up, and so pretty much what had happened was I had um, overlooked some accounting stuff, and I had some expenses that I did not account for. 
when I recorded the podcast um, about the August business report. So let me go ahead and uh, get that pulled up real quick. And just a real quick, just to piggyback on what I was just saying about the, the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I mean, the highs could be really high and the lows could be really low. I mean, it, it, it's really that serious and it's something, you know, we all have to anticipate and grow accustomed to. If this is the kind of life that you want um, or if the life that you want is, you know, leaving your nine to five or or, um, you know, keeping your nine to five, but not being so stressed out about money because you have a side business or if your job is to, you know, just just be this, you know, be free, financially free and uh, time free or however that vision is in your head um, about the end result of being an entrepreneur. You, you have to uh, you have to get accustomed to the the ups and the downs I mean it, it's and it's it's it could be minute by minute it could be day by day it could be hour by hour I mean in the simple truth is you know we don't we don't know we don't know everything and better yet we can't anticipate everything you know we don't we don't know what we don't know right and you could be making decisions um, based on what you do know. And then as you're going along, something that you did not anticipate comes by and just really screws up your whole plan, you know, and you could have put money into that. You know, you could have put something on a credit card. You could have borrowed some money. You know, you could have done a lot of things to prepare you for that action that you took. And then because, you know, we don't know everything and we can't anticipate everything, you get sideswiped, you know, and, um, and it happens all the time. And, and if it has happened to you before, um, if it has happened to you before, you know, just know that you're not the only one. You're not abnormal or you're not stupid or whatever you probably have told yourself um, um, at that time, because it's something that everybody goes through. I mean, everybody who's in the business of business, they go through it. So you're not alone. So I don't want, because at first I, you know, I thought my situation was, uh, was unique. I had a situation, you know, where I had a, had a franchise, you know, bought into a system um, that didn't work, you know, and I was um, super excited about it and, you know, had all these plans and all this kind of stuff and, and um, it, it completely fell on its face and it really put, uh, put me in a bad spot for a long time. And I'm still recovering um, from, from, that, from that failure, you know, so. Um, but if you wanna be an entrepreneur, you have to get back up. You have to get back up, you have to fight for your dream fight for that idea that you have in your head about where you want to be you know what's your ideal life look like you have to fight for it and uh, it's not easy you know it's not easy but um i don't know if this helps anybody who has been through uh, any any type of failure but my whole thought process the only reason why i you know continue to find um, newer things to do or newer business ventures to do or the reason why I didn't quit on being an entrepreneur, I didn't quit on the dreams that I had in my head um, was because I really didn't see any other choice. I didn't see the choice to lay down and then, you know, or I, I just didn't see any alternative. 
Like, what's the alternative? Like, I, I truly, honestly don't see an alternative. I don't. And I'm not saying that, like, oh, you know, I, I can see an alternative, but I, I'm not going to go that route. I literally do not see an alternative. I'm going to keep trying until I make it, until I get what I want, get what I'm after. I'm going to keep trying. And, you know, for you, that may be, you know, right after your failure, maybe, you, you know, grieved for a day or two, and then you're on to the next thing. It could be a couple of years, you know, it could be a decade, it could be whatever, you know, but you just have to get back up. You have to get back up. Otherwise, what are you, what are you doing? You know, why, why are you, you know, why are you listening to this podcast if that is you, you know, or why are you still reading business books? You know, why does the idea of entrepreneurship still go through your mind? You know, well, because there's no, there's no alternative. That's why. Got to pick yourself back up, you know. Um, yeah, so it's it's not easy, you know. And, and, and if anybody ever has ever told you that it's easy or, you know, there's tons of, like, you know, social media influencers. There's tons of, you know, YouTubers and people that we see on a daily basis, you know, on social media that, that kind of make it seem like they have all the answers. Like they, they have it all figured out or it it is just as easy as buying their 999 book. Or some shit like that, you know? Um, but, like, yo, I learned to tune that out, you know? I learned to tune that stuff out because it, it's, it's, it's not, you know? It's not easy and um, it's not glamorous either, you know? It's not glamorous at all. I mean, it could be, depending on what you're doing. I don't know, you know, if you're, you know, party promoter or something like that. That could be glamorous. I mean, I don't know, you know? Maybe it's not, you know? So, um, but anyways, I digress a little bit. But I think the uh, the point, um, I got my point across. All right, so the month of August, I think I said I had a um, profit. Um, I think I said I had a profit of maybe 600 bucks or something like that or 500 or something of that nature. But that wasn't the case. You know, I actually lost money. I had lost two dollars and two cents, so not too bad, you know. But um, it's not an income, so um, but it's not it's not a serious loss at the same time. And part of the reason why is because I had a, uh, a shipment come from China, and um, my my original accounting. Um, added I added the ship the shipping costs to the basically to my cost of goods so I basically divided my shipping costs by the number of units and I added that to the cost of goods um, the cost of goods for each unit and um, well you know I don't know maybe people can do that I'm, I'm sure people can I mean but I prefer not to do it that way because for one it for one, it is not a cost of goods sold. It's not a cost of goods. It's the cost of shipping the goods. So it, it, that's just what it is by definition. Um, and not only that, um, if I were to continue to account for the shipping um, in the unit cost, I would only be able to deduct pieces of the shipping you know, for each unit. Right. So let's say, you know, I had 600 units and the shipping was 600. 
okay, $600. So I would allocate a dollar to each unit. So whatever the cost of the units were, plus a dollar, um, you know, that would be my, my, that would be my cost. But I, I, I did not want to do it that way, and I don't think anyone should do it that way, um, simply because you wouldn't be able to deduct that cost until you sold all of those units. So what I did was that $600, and, and it actually was $600 for the shipping, uh, $600 I just allocated to the month that I paid it for it, you know, 600 bucks right there. Um, I'll be able to deduct that from my, my income uh, up front. Um, if I did not do that, I would have to spread that deduction over however long it took to sell all of those units. And, um, you know, I'd rather take all the deductions that I can um, up front. And I, I think that's the way it should be done for, for most people. But, hey, other people may have creative accounting techniques, and, um, and that's fine, you know. So, um, and, and real quick on that, um, I, you know, I, I've been thinking a, a lot about this, uh, this, what I'm getting ready to say is, I actually don't want to make that much money this year. You know, I, I literally, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make a ton of money. This is actually my last year um, being able to report, you know, low income. Like, when I say low income, I'm, I'm relatively speaking, you know, so, <clears throat> um, um, so yeah, you know, my low, the lower the income, the less taxes you have to pay, and, um, you know, generally speaking, the higher the refund, you know, your, your tax refund. Or, you know, just you just don't pay any taxes or pay low taxes. But in my case, I would probably be, you know, I would, I would expect to get a refund um, because I have dependents, I have kids, you know, um, you know, I'm married, so I have a wife. So all these deductions and things like that um, help out. And, um, you know, this is my last year doing that. You know, I, I think, uh, let's see, I lost my job in June. Um, now that job wasn't a high paying job. That, that job was paying $16 per hour. You know, um, when I moved here in December of last year, moved to Las Vegas from, uh, Los Angeles, from Inglewood. Um, I was working in Los Angeles. My pay rate, I was, um, I think it was 18 bucks. Um, yeah, it was 18. And then, you know, to account for, uh, when I moved over here, you know, to account for not ha not being able to not paying any state taxes, there's no state taxes in Nevada, uh, that equated to about sixteen dollars an hour. So, um, so that's why I was getting paid out here in uh, Nevada. So, I mean, I worked from June. I probably made I don't I don't know. I, I had to wait to get my get my W two. Uh, I probably made about I don't know, um, fifteen sixteen thousand dollars. Um, I had to look at one of my last pay stubs to see the year to date. Um, so yeah, and and um, you know, and that's that's pretty that's you know that's pretty solid in terms of being able to not pay taxes or getting a, a very very high refund. So um, hey, that's tax planning one on one right there. <laughs> You know, and, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not an accountant. Let me say that. I'm not an accountant. Don't take any of my advice. I have to say those things before someone try to report me and all this kind of stuff. But I know what I'm talking about. I, um, I did taxes for a little bit. That, that was actually my last, uh, my last franchise with a tax franchise. Well, my, 
only franchise and the one I was talking about before was a tax franchise and we had to figure out things like that and I was mainly working with low income individuals and um and uh you know the lower you make the the higher your refund generally speaking you know if you have dependents and and uh you know married even more but depending on where you are you know it it, it is it is you know situation to situation but generally speaking the lower you make the higher your refund and the lower, or you know, the lower taxes you pay if you went exempt or something like that. But um, yeah, so I'm doing a little tax planning, <laughs> you know, on the low level. So next year, uh, next year I, I'm anticipating to do very well in Amazon, and those numbers are going to be very large, and um, I'm going to have to pay, be paying a lot of taxes. So I'm just trying to take advantage of this last year while I can. But that does not mean that does not mean if I have inventory, which I do have and I will have. I'm going to sell it. I mean, I'm not going to not sell it. You know, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but, you know, if, if the worst case scenario happened where I didn't make that much this year moving forward, so October moving forward, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be mad. I'll make it up in a tax refund um, or a portion of it. So I'm not, not tripping. But I do have inventory and I will have a lot more inventory. So I'm, I'm going to sell. I'm going to make money. You know, so that dream that I'm that I'm talking about may not even no, not not dream, but that idea that I had that I'm talking about that you know may not come into fruition. Um, so, but but still, it, it may because you know, like I said, I only made but probably about fifteen thousand at my job, and in the business, I haven't made that much. You know, so anyways, all right, cool. So, <clears throat> um, just wanted to clear that up uh, for the August business report. Just want to clear that up in the air, you know, real quick. So let's move on to September. So September, um, September, we had okay. I'm getting to September right now. Computer's a little slow. Um, you know, you know, if if you, I do recommend learning about taxes um it's not anywhere as scary as most people make it i mean if you're you know an entrepreneur and, and you you have a you have a feel for numbers not that you care about them so much because it's not really an accounting at that level that's real basic accounting that i just went over with yes yeah, super basic like that's not advanced stuff like you can you can learn about the basic stuff you know and then you can learn uh, I recommend maybe, you know, around this time of the year, around October, uh, maybe taking a tax course. You know, they're, they're relatively cheap. You could take them, you know, at, um, you know, your local tax um, office. Maybe it's H&R Block. Maybe it's Liberty Tax. They're relatively cheap to do. And, um, you know, if it's, not, if it's not expensive for you, you know, just something to, 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 to get your, your mind working in a certain way and make sure, make sure you, you're learning a certain thing. So that way when you do sit down with a tax professional, you have um, a level of a knowledge where you can have that conversation. You just don't you know, throw your, your shoebox full of receipts, which I hated um, when that happened. You don't throw your shoebox of receipts at the, at the tax preparer and say, you know, do what you do. You, know, you wanna make sure your stuff is done correctly. You know, so or you want to make sure there's certain things not missing, and that's what basic, 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 basic tax um, learning uh, would do for you. You can learn that at your local tax office. You know, super easy stuff. I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of it's conceptual, so it's not really the numbers that you have to really understand. It's the concepts. You know, if you understand different concepts, concepts, you're gonna understand the numbers. 
so um well anyways so um let's hit october real uh, september real quick uh, so september i mean was was somewhat interesting for me because i almost um you know pulled back almost almost 100 percent from retail arbitrage um in other words ra and uh, if you if this is your first time listening to the podcast, RA or retail arbitrage is when I, you know, or when someone goes out to, you know, local retailer, whether that's Ross, uh, Target, or wherever retailers are out there um, in your area, and you buy items and then you sell them for profit on Amazon. Okay. So I've been um, almost shying away from, from that because I've been, because I've been focusing on um, wholesaling. I, um, somewhat stumbled across wholesaling and you know wholesaling is pretty much how you probably think of it where you know you have an account with a company that will sell you uh, products in multiples um, sometimes even one off one offs so you'll, you'll get you'll get sold products in multiples for lower than what you will buy at the retail store and then you will basically turn around and sell that on Amazon. So you can basically, I do that all online. I don't go anywhere. Um, it's all online, you know, so that's the beauty of it. Um, okay, so for the month of September, I had a profit of $761. So profit $761. My sales, um, it is showing me, sales that month were, for September was 4558 and I think that was down, um, I think the month before in August, I did about almost 5,000 in sales. Um, so I was down a little bit, you know, from last, from the month before, um, but obviously my profit is is a lot higher. Um, and, you know, if you're if this is the first episode you're listening to, just to give you a little, little context, I, I won't give you too much, you just have to go back and listen to those episodes about the uh, business reports, uh, or, you know, the episodes before that as well. Um, I've been testing a lot of things and with, with that testing, it actually cost me money. So one of the things I was doing was, uh, you know, buying, uh, buying from China, okay. Buying from Alibaba and, um, in those things, you know, um, you know, getting samples from suppliers, those things cost money. Um, you know, the shipping costs money and, um, and, uh, you know, bought a few things for the business. I bought a printer um, in month one, and that was like maybe two, three, two hundred dollars. And then I bought a uh, Amazon uh, course, um, which wasn't a hundred percent necessary, but very valuable to me. Um, and that was four hundred bucks. Um, so you know, and then just little things like that, just very little things that you know I've been testing, uh, m- m- mostly China stuff. And the shipping kind of just brought my profits down. I mean, I would have made a lot more money, you know, um, if I was if I wasn't doing those things. But um, the beauty of this business is, I, I basically, f- with the profits, I was able to finance my um, my science projects. You can say my 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 tests that I was running, and um, and learned a whole lot. You basically paid for my own education in a sense. Uh, in the in the e-commerce world because I was able to learn so many different things that I would not have you know had I not had I not had any profits so um, some of those things have cost me uh, a pretty penny and that's the reason why I had a few losses um, in a few months 
in the last few months. Um, and, you know, but if I wasn't testing, um, I would have made a lot more money. But because I was testing, the money that I was making was going to that, which was in the expense column. And that brought my uh, my profits down. So I financed it all. I didn't I didn't I didn't pretty much pay for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Amazon paid for it. The profits that the profits that I was making paid for all of those uh those uh you know tests and experiments that I was doing. And um, you know, so you know, that's the beauty the beauty of this business. And just to give you maybe a little bit of context, I mean, I know intellectually, intellectually, you might have understand what I what I understood what I just said, but actually, really, really think about it. There's never been a time in history where I can do something like that. N never, there's ne never in the time of history can I still come out clean and you know not be in financial ruin after all the things I've done, you know, with this business in terms of, you know, testing, selling, you know, doing all of these different things. I've, I've learned so much. I basically paid for e-commerce education, you know, with my losses, those losses are, are education. How much education would you spend in the actual educational system to learn a quarter of what I learned? You know, actually things that you're gonna, you know, to use. You know, how to communicate with suppliers, you know, um, understanding um, the markets that you're trying to sell in, you know, keyword search, um, you know, where uh, where where do you find the best products or where do you find the lowest cost products or what's happening um, in the retail uh, world in regards to a specific product or a specific category and what's the reason why that your profits uh, the, the reason why that these products are selling the reason why that the prices are going down why they're going up I mean all of these different things that are very valuable to me that's gonna make me jump um, to the next level very soon you couldn't have paid for that you know with with a thousand dollars you couldn't pay for that for with, with two thousand dollars you know, so I mean, there's never been in a history of time where you know where I can you know do what I just did, and even if I did not have any losses, let's say I you know had a you know profitable month every single month, there's never been a time in history where I would be able to do that. You know, your grandpa would not have been able to do that because there was no internet. You know, your your mom and pop, your mom and pop would not be able to do what I just did because there was no internet. You know, if they wanted to start a business, you know what they had to do, and it, and, and it's it's, a, and it's actually something that a lot of people still do today. They do it the old way, right? You know, they uh, like if your mom if your mom and pop wanted to have a liquor store, for example, there's no way that they can have a liquor store, and you know before the internet, there was no way they can have a liquor store and still keep their nine to five. Right. So they had to go 100 percent all in with their time and money, which nobody had. Only the big boys had all that all that big money to start liquor stores. And, you know, it cost lots of money to 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 build a retail location. And they probably wouldn't have made a profit for maybe, you know, within one to four or five years. Let's say three years to be conservative. They wouldn't have made any money from year one to year three. 
Why? Because you have all these crazy overhead expenses. You have rent, you have insurance, you have employees, you have state taxes, you have insurance. You know, I already said insurance. You don't know, have all of these different uh, things that they have to pay for. Like when I had a re- when I had a, a retail location in my franchise, I didn't make any money. My expenses were out of control. They were just like crazy. And there was just one thing after another, one thing after another, one thing after another. Everything costs so much money. How much money do I pay for my Amazon business? I pay $90 a month for my Amazon business. Let me explain real quick. So to, to sell on Amazon, there's two ways. Um, there's two accounts that you can have with Amazon. You can have a pro account or I don't know what the other account's called, but the pro account is the main account. You get more benefits and things like that. That costs $40 a month, okay? So if you can't come up with $40 a month, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You know, if you're eating out every day at, at work or at school, you know, you can, you can afford $40 a month, okay, to sell on Amazon. And then I use the, uh, the software for my, my accounting software, and it does other things as well, called Inventory Lab. That costs me um, um, $49 a month, okay? So $49 a month, so let's say 50, and then plus 40, 90. So I pay $90 a month, basically like rent. My rent to Amazon is $40 a month. My rent for my franchise location was three grand and climbing every year you know so i mean there's an there's an opportunity out there right now for us to build businesses with the least amount of money and there's never been in a, a history a, a moment in the history of our existence where something like this is possible for anybody so if you can't come up with a hundred dollars a month okay and you are eating out every day at work or eating out every day while you're at school, or if you're, you know, your car payment is four, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, or whatever the heck, you know, you got, you have to rearrange some things. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you do that if this is if 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 what you want to do is be financially free, to be time free, to have autonomy of your life and of your finances, what are you going to do? To make that happen you got to make some changes to your lifestyle some of you you know some of you do but are you going to do it if you're not willing to do it i don't know how far you're going to get just straight up you know that's the straight up truth if you're not willing to to drastically adjust your life if you have to some of you are starting from you know from zero you know you might have just got a job and you, know, you got some money coming in you just want you know you haven't bought a car you haven't bought or expensive car with expensive payment all this kind of stuff you could just start and and you could just start you could start you know you don't have crazy expensive you don't have kids or whatever you could start you know but you know the smart ones would or the wise ones would because a lot of times when you're in that situation where you pretty much you know you're you're able to save two three thousand dollars a month and you don't have you know, you don't have, um, you know, crazy expensive expenses. Sometimes for people like that, it's hard for them, you know, to see the opportunity. They see that they're able to save $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month, and they kind of stick to that. Like, oh, I, like, I just like putting money away. You know, there's a danger in just wanting to put money away. 
you know, like that, that, that sounds counterintuitive, but there's a danger in wanting to just, you know, save as much as you can and just put it away in the bank or into stocks or whatever, mutual funds or, or REITs or EFTs or whatever you want to do as a savings program, right? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a issue. There's an issue on both sides. You know, if you have a lot of money and all you want to do is put it away, or if you're spending most of your money, you don't have anything to put away yet. There's, there's dangers to both sides. The person who has all the money, they only see putting money away. They don't really see growth. They don't really see building, you know. They only really see constructing. They, they wouldn't be able to see the opportunity that we have right now. Sometimes, you know, it, it, the struggle for them is being able, being able to see that we're in a moment of time where if you don't do nothing or if, if, you, know, if you don't see this moment where you can spend $90 a month, and make three, four, five grand a month, if you don't see that because you're so focused on saving and putting money away, and that, that's their struggle, okay? So I'm here to tell you, like, it's great to put money away, but you're gonna have to start building because your savings will only go you take you so far, right? So do you wanna be somewhere in 30, 40 years saving, you know, saving away, or do you wanna be somewhere in five, or even three? You know, or what, you know, I mean, it all depends on what the person's motivation is. You know, if they're happy, you know, putting thousands and thousands of dollars away into a savings program, then, hey, they're happy. So, um, but, you know, there's more out there. Just, uh, just know that. Okay. So anyways, I digress a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so the month of September, I've been really focusing on wholesale and putting a lot of time, a lot of time. I mean, like a lot of hours in trying to figure this out because I now have uh, maybe about 50 wholesale accounts about 20 of them I was able to get over like a weekend I think it was 20 or 30 I just spent one weekend day all day all night getting these wholesale accounts and um, you know really trying to figure out that landscape I mean it hasn't been um, easy because um, you know um, what I learned about the wholesale is your profits gonna, are going to be lower for the most part. You know, your profits are going to be lower than the retail arbitrage stuff. When I'm retail arbitraging, I'm you know looking to make two to ten to twenty uh, to twenty times my money, and it's definitely possible. And I've done it over and over and over. Um, which is why a lot of times I, I, I spend maybe $500 and I can make two grand. Um, but, you know, because of those tests and things like that, and, you know, that, that my, my expenses eat into all of that. Um, but if I wasn't doing that, if I wasn't testing anything, I would have, you know, been very profitable these past couple of months. But, um, you know, so, so it, it takes a different mindset um, to do wholesale. And what I'm learning is, um, you know, wholesale, a lot of times it's a, it's a volume game. You know, you know you, you're not going to make two to 20 times your money um, and that's just what it is um, it's a volume game so I'm trying to kind of figure out what I actually you know was thinking today was that I was very frustrated these past couple of days I'm like man you know like I I have some wholesale accounts like most of them I realize uh, I, well I wouldn't say most of them a lot of the wholesale accounts that I have are just crap you know like they don't have n enough profitable things and there's too much competition. There's, there's, there's either 
not enough prof- profitable items. There's either uh, too much competition or Amazon sells their products. When Amazon sell your product, sells the wholesale, uh, um, the wholesalers' products, there's no, there's no value in that wholesale account. You know, like I said, they 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 sell for damn near the cost of wholesale. You know, but they're, since they're able to do volume, you know, that adds up. All that little bit adds up to a whole bunch. You know, so, um, so they're they're selling very low, and and you know what? I I was just like, wow. You know, I have a few accounts that I can really, you know, if I, and, 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 and all of this happened like over like a week, you know, um, of me thinking I have quite, I have a, like maybe less than a handful where right now I'm thinking of only, um, three, three wholesale accounts where I can really do some damage with, right. Um, there isn't that much competition. Amazon maybe sells maybe one or two or three or really not really much of their products, like very few, so that's not even like a, a factor. Um, not a lot of competition. Uh, Amazon doesn't sell, um, and and there's actually there's margin. There's margin, right? But like I, like I said, it's not two to twenty times your money. Um, I'm thinking like I can make at I'm willing to go as low as twenty five percent return on investment. So if I spend a hundred bucks, I make twenty five. Okay. Um, I'm willing to go that low when I have volume. Now, I think on the last podcast, I was talking about um, how I got approved for, um, how my wife got approved for a line of credit for the business. Um, And it is a business credit card. Um, We are going to really, uh, you know, 0% for nine months. We're really going to, um, you know, do volume this, uh, this holiday season. And I was thinking like, okay, so... You know, um, I will buy products. Because sometimes when you're looking for products, I can see the return on investment to be like maybe it could be 50%, it could be 35%, it could be 70%, it could be 100% sometimes, you know. Um, But what tends to happen over time is the return on investment goes down because the prices are coming down a little bit because of the competition, right? But if it makes sense, if I, if, if the return on investment starts at maybe 60%, let's say, and let's say I sell a few units at 60% return on investment, and then competition is kind of, you know, adjusting prices, and maybe it goes down to 50%, and so I'll sell a few units at 50% return on investment, and then 30%, and then it might go up to 60%, and then it might go down to 25%, you know, and it's so, so the average, you might average about 30%. Okay, um, before I didn't look at it like that. Before I was like, you know, I need I need home runs, like because that's what I was doing with my retail arbitrage. Like I was getting home runs. I, I was looking for home runs rather, and um, and that's what I was looking for with the wholesale, and, and I couldn't find it. And I spent many nights, um, many nights, trying to find it or trying to wrap my head around what's my strategy. You know, I, I, what's my strategy? And then once I realized what I just said about the wholesale, I was like, oh shit. I already have accounts like before I was like just constantly signing up for new accounts, constantly signing up for new accounts, trying to find the home run. And I had accounts right under me that um, would make me a lot of money these next couple of months. Um, and I'll be able to buy more and I'll be able to compete because I'm not looking for, you know, the 60, uh, the, the, 
to two times to 20 times my money. I'm looking for a solid maybe 40%, 35%, 30%, right? So I was thinking, okay, so if I if I spend 20,000 or let's say if I spend 10,000, my goal is to spend 20 um, within the next couple of days, uh, you know, with the line of credit and all that kind of stuff. So spend 20,000 and if I can average my average return on investment, um, let's let's just say low, you know, because I'm I'm getting I'm buying things that are maybe starting off like a 65 percent return on investment, or even you know 100 percent, you know. Um, but is if I start at, you know, I think um, as long as the return on investment uh, when I'm looking for the product, as long as when I'm looking for the product at the time I'm looking for the product, the return on investment is not uh, lower than 35 percent. I would buy that product because if I buy it. Um, when the return on investment right now is 35%, I run the risk of it going down, okay? Going down, by the time I get that product live, uh, that that product may go down because of more competition or whatever the case may be, and then I'll be able, uh, there's no room to lower the price, really, to meet my um, minimum threshold, which is 25% right now. I'm not really aiming for 25%, but... I'm not willing to go lower than 25%. I'll make very little, little, little money if I, you know, sold at 25%. So as long as it's not below 35%, when I at the time that I look at the product, I can put it, I can put it in, you know, I can put it in the cart to buy. And then you know, there's other factors that I look at as well. You know, how much competition there is. I mean, you know, how many sales that has it been doing. You know, this time last year. There's so many different things that I look at before I buy the product, but. Um, but think about it this way: If I spend ten grand, okay, and I have a there's a there's a lot more inventory to buy now that I have this looser criteria. Um, there's a lot more inventory I can buy. So if I spend ten thousand, for example, um, and then I let's say I, let's say I average, and this is on the low end. I'm, I'm expecting maybe forty percent, but let's say I average thirty percent um, return on investment with the products that I buy. You know, that's three grand, okay. Three grand net, all right. So um, right now I have the capacity to spend about twenty thousand, you know. So if I make thirty thirty percent of twenty thousand, is six grand. Now that six grand may come within two months, because that's how I'm, that's how I'm looking it up. You know, what can I buy right now that'll sell within two months? You know. Um, or I might buy a certain volume of a specific item that will probably sell out within two months. So, um, so I'm anticipating within the next few the holidays. I, I I bought a lot of holiday items and things like that. I'm anticipating um, I'm anticipating making about six grand within the next two months. I haven't spent twenty grand yet, and that's that's my goal is to spend twenty grand. I got like maybe I don't know seven. In, in inventory, and inventory, and I got a lot of stuff coming in this week. Um, and um, now that I have a looser criteria, and that's how the game is somewhat played. I, I mean, I don't know if it's hundred percent played like that, but um, I'm I, like my competition is buying it for the same price that I'm buying it, and they're selling it at different prices. So they have a certain criteria. And what I was doing before was I was like, okay, I'm not going to go below a certain dollar amount. But I wouldn't get any sales. Everybody else would get sales. Why? Because they're doing volume and they're 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 playing the volume game. And as long as it not it's not the return on investment is not below with whatever they you know whatever their target is, 
they're going to sell it for lower. And I'm not going to have any sales. You know, I'd rather have sales than have no sales. But I'd rather have margin too. So if there's margin to be made, if it's 30% at the end of the day, you know, you know, at the at the end of the the time that I sell a particular unit or something like that or a particular product, and I say I average thirty percent because I started off at sixty and I sold some at sixty percent, fifty percent, thirty percent. You know, it averages at thirty percent. That's a good deal on the wholesale. You know, that's how I'm thinking about it. And then the next step um, in seeing if that's actually a valid idea is to kind of gauge the shipping because you know sometimes a lot of a lot of these wholesalers you know they charge for shipping. Most of them do, I think. Um, but, but that has to be, I have to figure out how I'm going to uh, account for that in terms of my target, my target return on investment. Um, you know, cause you know, including if I include the shipping for those wholesale products that I get, and let's say I sold at a 25% ROI at the end of the day, average, I'll probably, I'll probably actually be making about 10%. And right now, 10% is not enough, you know, um, because I'm 20 grand, 10% is two grand. That's just not enough. So I got to figure out how I'm going to, how that all plays in with each other. Because the shipping, like I said, I, I account for the shipping at the time that I pay for it. I don't add it in my product cost. Um, it'd be easier to understand if I was able to add it in my product cost. Um, and I, I don't think that's something I'm going to do Um um, right now, at least, you know, I mean, I could, you know, on the, in, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually could at the beginning of the year because, you know, I, uh, it, it doesn't, my, my expenses, I don't need, you know, I have a whole year to report my expenses and it's not going to take me a whole year to sell products. Um, but at the, towards the end of the year, it may take a couple of months or, you know, for, for things to sell. So I want to account for all my shipping expenses up front so I can be, so I can include that into the current year taxes. But at the beginning of the year, you know, I don't know, I might change it up, you know, and then put it on a, a unit by unit basis. And that'll get, that'll allow me to see, that allow me to visually see my return on investment. If I add it into my product cost, if I don't add it in my, to my product cost, I can't see it when I'm putting in my numbers. You know, so I don't know to try to figure it out. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that was that was uh, September. September, you know, I had other few things that are interesting. I've been able to contact some um, some some distributors to buy bulk products and and uh, learned a lot of things. No deals have went through yet. Uh, I have a deal going through that's going to go through in December with one of those distributors. They're gonna sell me a lot of a a product that I've that I've sold previously, that I make a that I make a killing on if I had a if I had a lot of them, <laughs> you know I I was only finding a few here and there, you know I buy it for um I buy it for seventeen, and uh, flip it for like seventy four seventy five I'll make about thirty forty dollars um um each each sale, but if I buy a bunch of them I'll sell them for lower just to get the the inventory sold faster and um. You know, if I can make twenty dollars, uh, and and they're 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 gonna sell them to me for half of what I was buying them for previously. So, um, so yeah, a lot of profit there. Can't wait for that. That's gonna be in December. So that deal will go through in December. They don't have the inventory right now. They're gonna have it in December. They're gonna sell it to me at um, at their cost. Um, because for them it's a closeout, a closeout product. You know, they're not 
they're not able to sell it or they're not selling it or something like that. So they're gonna they're gonna sell it to me at um, at closeout price. Um, so that yeah, that was very interesting. I was able to. And it was very simple. I just contacted the distributor that you know that was written on the product that I was selling. So um, they were open to. They were okay with me selling on Amazon, and um, you know, and um, he's currently sending me units. He's currently sending me products um, to see if anything other products that to see if anything interests me. And that's that's actually a very good relationship that I just that I was able to get right there because you know if I'm able to buy bulk something that's really good and and be the only person selling it on Amazon, uh, that's gold. Um, at at that deal right there, that that deal that distribution deal uh, where I'm buying basically closeout items from a distributor, those kind of deals are like the where you can make you know two to twenty times your money. You know I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this product for eight. And I'm going to sell it, I think, for $59. Um, I think that would be like a $20 profit or something like that after all, you know, the expenses and things like that. So, you know, those type of deals, when you're buying closeout, when you're buying basically clearance items from distributors in bulk, you know, those are really, really, really good. And um, I, I did the numbers um, on that. If I sold all of them at $59, it'll probably take about the latest. It'll take eight months to sell all of them. I think it was like 520 units or something like that. Um, and the net profit would be 15 grand, 15 grand, you know? So super, 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 um, excited about that. And I'll, I'll spend probably about 5,000 including, including shipping, um, with them. And I'll make 15 grand within eight months. So, wow, that that is really huge. It's like super fucking huge. Um, but that is the direction that I'm going in. I'm still going to be doing some retail arbitrage because honestly, the retail arbitrage stuff, when you're out there in the stores, that's how you kind of get a feel of, um, you know, how you, you just get a feel of of commerce, you know, you know, how things are selling, where they're being sold, why they're being sold. And also you get a lot of ideas at the store level you get a lot of um and that's where you know that's where i get all you know the products that i'm going to be buying bulk a lot of them um some of them are products that are sold in stores maybe they're on clearance and the stores are selling me or something like that so i'll call it a distributor so a lot of the 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 foundation actually comes from retail arbitrage and then the, i get a lot of ideas about um, products to create because that's the next level is creating my own products that's called private label where I'm creating my own products, creating my own brand, branding my own products, and selling them on Amazon. That's the next level. But right now, I'm, I'm in the wholesale. But I get a lot of ideas where my, about wholesaling, about private label, all with retail arbitrage. You got to start there. And not only that, you know, I'm going to you know, still do that just to keep the cash flow going. Because I was thinking like, okay, well, the shipping... Um, for my wholesale orders, that kind of struggle that I was talking about, about, you know, how I'm going to account, you know, how I'm going to think about shipping. Uh, another thing I was thinking of was, okay, let me retail arbitrage, you know, flip some items, and then that'll pay for my shipping, you know. That, that way I don't have to worry about it. Like, I don't have to worry about, I can, I can be at my 25% without a problem because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm paying for my shipping with my uh, retail arbitrage products, you know. You know, so... Um, my, my profits from the retail arbitrage. So, you know, that's another way I'm thinking about it too. Like, okay, you know, let me just keep, re and that actually forced me to keep retail arbitraging because, um, you know, it, it, it can get really laborious and intensive and, and tiring and, and it's, 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 it's the, my least favorite thing to do um, 
when I, when I say when I say least favorite thing to do, that's not 100% true. I mean, I'm just saying like the the process can be a little long at times and a little arduous at times. And it's like, ah, shit, you know, didn't find anything today, you know, and you spend a lot of time out there, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, so, but it's not it's not my least favorite thing. My least favorite thing is shipping items. <laughs> and that's my least favorite thing. Labeling, shipping, uh, shipping and all that stuff, that's, that's my least favorite thing. But the i just been spoiled with the wholesale stuff is the wholesale stuff because i just sit at home and on my computer and 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 do everything you know i don't have to go anywhere so i'm getting a little spoiled um but i need to get myself out there again out out in stores again and buying stuff and 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 getting new ideas and finding new wholesale accounts and, and 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 being able to buy things on clearance bulk from the distributors and things like that you know all the all the big things right that those lead you to the big things um, but right now I'm working on a lot of um, working on some things right now that are keeping me from doing anything else. Um, the most profitable thing is going through those wholesale accounts that I was telling you about, those few that I have, and really maximizing on this um, this time that we're in. Right now we're in you know Q4, Q Q4, Q4 is quarter four of the year, right? It's really big on Amazon, and right now I'm buying a bunch of Q4 type items, um, a lot of. Um, a lot of, you know, uh, nativity sets and, and home decor, stuff, holiday stuff, you know? And um, so that's what I'm doing right now. All right, so I'm going to leave it at that. Um, got more to share, but, um, you know, don't want to be here all night on the podcast. Um, so anyways, so that's it for, uh, for September. And um, October is looking pretty interesting. And look forward to sharing that with you. You know, stay on the grind. Stay on the hustle. You know, your, your mindset is the most important thing. It's all about the mind. Everything else is secondary. As long as your mind is in the right place or the intention of your mind is in the right place. And sometimes you, you have to take a rest. Um, that's where I got a lot of my good ideas was when I was washing dishes. Like today I was washing dishes and came up with... Uh, you know, my light bulb, the thing that the the answer to the question that I've been searching for for the last couple of days, spending hours and hours and hours trying to do something um, and and um, sometimes you just need to step away for a second, you know, wash some dishes, <laughs> you know, I'm saying so. Um, but but my point is, you know, your mindset, you know, your mindset and knowing that there is no alternative for you. There's no other alternative for you than to to pursue the dream. There's no other alternative. When you do that, you find the answers. Until then, signing off and um, talk to you next week.